Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. I'm Nate Went. And I'm Jenna Sawicki. And we are ready for another awesome podcast. <laughs> Today, we are joined in the podcast studio with Ryan Widener, co-founder of Pollyanna Brewing. Pollyanna Brewing is new to the St. Charles scene here in St. Charles, but is already becoming a favorite to everyone who has had a chance to come stop by their and try their awesome, terrific craft brews. Before we get into the hard-hitting questions, let's start with a simple one. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing great, guys. Oh, Thanks for cool. having me. Good. Happy to have you in here. It's awesome. So yeah, we're um, very we're very excited about everything that's going on over on that side of the downtown. So yeah. welcome. It's welcome. been a lot of fun. So uh, can you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, yeah, just this, just a little tidbit just to get the get us, get us going here? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I uh, you know born and raised. I'm a Woodstock high school graduate. Uh, went okay. to NIU for my. Uh, for my schooling uh, background in accounting and finance. So okay. spent about a half a career in, in corporate finance before going down the, the path of uh, the craft brewery world. So uh, moved to uh, the area in 2008. Okay. So we live over in Cornerstone Lakes. My boys go to St. Charles East in Redding. Okay. And um, yeah, Same. it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So um, what are the some of the things that drew you, you to St. Charles originally and also now with Pollyanna? For sure. I mean, so obviously we moved here in 08. My kids were, were young. Obviously, we love the school system. Yes. So uh, we've been thrilled with that. Um, and then you just, you know, you just fall in love with the downtown the more you spend time in it, right? So yeah. we, you know, I, I look back now. I, I met my my. Me and my wife's first date was at Francesca's. We got married. Okay. On, <laughs> I got married on Christmas Eve at Hotel Baker six oh years ago. So it's I think, been. Yeah, a, I knew that. That's that's pretty amazing. You were really tied back here. We huh? really have, yeah. Even though not born and raised here, but uh, definitely have called it home for me. Your adopted not, so. home. Yeah, yeah, adopted home. Absolutely. I think on New Year's Eve or not New Year's Christmas, Christmas Eve. That's awesome. or, or New Year's Eve. Yeah, or did New I say Year's Christmas? Eve. Oh my goodness! I, you would think, <laughs> Don't you would tell think her. I edit it yeah, out. I was gonna say you think I I got married on New Year's just so I could remember that date. I still screwed up. So that's okay. Well. Was it was it still Christmassy like themed and decorated? Oh, when you it guys was. Oh my gosh, sure it was so much good. fun. It was it was a lot of fun. And we had a ton of snow that night, good or bad. But uh, oh, yeah, it was awesome. Cool Getting married in the Rainbow Room and having a New Year's celebration, oh, and we did it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. That's so awesome. yeah, yeah. We, we had Hotel Baker on the last podcast, and they 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 were talking about their Rainbow Room. That room's super cool. So that's awesome. You got to experience that. I always say De- Donnie and Jenny stole our idea. We got married <laughs> six months before they did. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, can you uh, tell us a little bit more ab- about what made you guys, the Pollyanna, choose uh, St. Charles? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the story is probably a little bit longer than um, you guys want to hear. but we uh, have like 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's hit it. So we yeah, always had, in. you know, we started the business in 2014 and really had kind of this 10 to 20 year plan of, you know, making beer, making consistent beer, and then kind of growing um, that uh, retail or taproom business over the course of what I called 20 years. This is back six years ago. So, okay. uh, but we were opportunistic and optimistic, obviously, as Pollyanna folks. Um, so we really, we <laughs> really, it. yeah, well, that, right? <laughs> fit that one in. I didn't even practice it. Um, but we uh, we really had a model of kind of a suburban model, you know, production model, kind of a taproom experience model. Um, First about the beer, from there, kind of build off that. So we had the great opportunity in 2017 to move into the western suburbs in Roselle. And now last year, I kind of sat with uh, with my partners and started looking at, well, why not put our uh, continue this uh, on and, and look to the uh, Fox Valley area, which was always kind of a strategy. So we kind of had a, uh, a retail strategy that wasn't, you know, 
a certain distance from each brewery and kind of a certain model based on demographics, et cetera. Right. So we always looked at the Fox Valley and, um, you know, I'll credit the, the beautiful space we're in in Lamont as the reason we're in Lamont. And I most definitely will credit, um, you know, that, that building we're at, at, on, in at 106 South Riverside as a reason we're here. Not that we wouldn't have found St. Charles as a home. I was clearly, uh, uh, intimate and passionate with the town, but right. uh, that space was absolutely perfect for us. It was time and place. And I think if we were six months earlier or six months later, not sure it would have really worked out for us, frankly, because it probably would have been accounted for already. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we're super happy to have you guys here. I mean, the, the work you've done on that space is incredible and we'll get into that later. Yeah. So, <laughs> But, um, you know, at your opening, I remember you saying you guys kind of this Coming into the Fox Valley was a was a part of the plan, but not necessarily this soon. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it sounds like you guys like you're opportunistic and just like saw this opportunity and were like, oh, this might have been a ten year plan, but now it's let's make this gotta pull now. the trigger now. Pedal yeah. to the metal. What we said is, you know, we built a business plan, and of course, you're talking. I'm the finance guy. I'm not the brewer, but uh, <laughs> we built a business plan with really. Um, you know, we're, we built a wholesale production brewery. We thought that, you know, I thought from a finance side, 90% of our revenue would come from bars, restaurants, golf courses, liquor stores throughout the Chicagoland area. And then the, the taproom business would be supplemental. I always kind okay. of figured, you know, if we can get, I, I think I modeled it. It's funny to look at now as we draw three or 4,000 people a week to the brewery. Yeah. I think I modeled it that we, we hoped that 100 people would kind of find their way to the brewery, you know, in a given week. You yeah. know, maybe we could do something and just kind of, you know, kind of be, have that be the supplemental experience. So what we found out in the Mont early on was um, we had 1,100 people at our grand opening, which was a, a lot of friends and family of ours, frankly, but uh, after that, this disdain power that was really was really exciting to watch. So, what we, from my side of the coin, the business side, like not that the model immediately inverted, but like the idea of let's just get our beer in bars, restaurants, you know, liquor stores was kind of, which was always always the focus was kind of then uh, on, on even par because now all of a sudden the experience that our customers had in the tap room uh, seemed to be unique. We don't have food, you know, we didn't have food in the Mont, we don't have food in Roselle and St. Charles, so we have a boat boutique model, you know, and it was always just about kind of being intimate with the experience of craft beer, having our fresh beer on tap. Um, under license, we really can't have anyone else's beer on tap, you know, back okay. then. I have kind of modified some of the, you know, regu regulatory environment has changed yeah. a little bit the last couple of years, but, um, but we really, we, it was really a way for us to showcase our beer, tell our story, and we thought, hoped 100 people a week would show up, and uh, it's been, it's been really exciting to see. So yeah, so what we really, uh, not that we obviously we'd never abandoned the distro model. We had 150 accounts at the time. We have almost a thousand now wow. between uh, 24 counties in northern Illinois. And, wow, and, um, that's incredible! And just right in the midst of the the St. Charles opening, we actually established uh, out of state distribution down in Kentucky. So okay. last wow. week of September, right. we uh, yeah we started distributing <laughs> in five markets down in Kentucky. So, so why not? Slowly right? but surely getting uh, across the like U.S. A for punishment. Yeah. You're like what's going on? Taking over the world one yeah. literally one mile at a time, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but that's been kind of fun. So that was, uh, that was kind of our dip, our dip our toe in out-of-state distribution, found a great distributor partner down there. Right. And why not do it right in the midst of, you know, everything else that's going on, uh, a chaotic year you for Pollyanna. So why not? <laughs> Stress, yeah, rip it off the band. Get it all out of the way at once. Right, so. right. Yeah. Well, that's super incredible. So, okay, so what 
when did you officially open here in St. Charles? Uh, November 1st. November 1st. And yeah. then, um, so, so far, so good? How's it We're going? So far, very good. So, oh, good. you know, we, we, we had an aggressive construction plan. Obviously, we yes, had a lot. Yes, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I, we, I would walk by there almost daily and just be right. so impressed and just be like, oh, they're still working. Oh, it's uh, like, it's just incredible. The vision and the time, the amount of people. Right. Well, it'd be, it'd be awesome, too, because you'd stop by one day and then the next day you'd see, like, all these improvements and be like, geez, these guys are like, they're going let's go <laughs> oh my god we, we well we realized you know we, we set out in uh, spring i think march or april is when we started construction we were going to try to dress it up it was kind of a turnkey type model right i mean okay. it, was, it was a bar before we took it over right. now albeit several years ago so the bones were there but uh, when we started getting into it and some of the stuff we had to do for the production system we knew we had to kind of strip it down a little bit more than mm-hmm. we probably initially thought um, and we knew we had something special we have a long-term vision so you know kind of coupling in on the outside facade of the building where we were able to, you know, it was very opportunistic that that flagship was also doing their build out at the same time. So we, you know, we talked to them about the out, outdoor facade and the garage doors. Right. And uh, so, love, love, yeah. love, love. oh, what yes, a great concept, awesome. right? I mean, right, looking right over the river. If only we had, you know, 40, 40 yards from the river. But uh, what we really wanted to do is try to get open in, um, in September. That was our goal. But uh, um, November 1st was, was the date we landed on. We have we have yet to the construction deadline, but uh, we wanted to do it right too. If we would open, if we would have pressed too quick in those summer months, we wouldn't have got done what we wanted to get done. Yeah. So right. we figure we're here for the next couple decades. So yes. why not? Uh, you know, do do it right and open open in the right way. So yeah, and kind of continue talking about the space. You know, I saw in a Kane County Chronicle article you were quoted saying that you ripped everything down to the studs. So what were the challenges with? you know, remodeling the space and trying to get this place, you know, ready for Pollyanna to come in. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a, you know, we had our vision of how we wanted it done. We kind of, st- and then of course we, you know, we, we were doing, uh, working on the building with the, the, you know, Curtin Conrad Hurst at Frontier Development. So they had a similar vision. Uh, so it was really just game planning from there and figuring out exactly, um, you know, they own the building. So any, any of the improvements also has long-term staying ability with them. And we have a long-term vision here, obviously. Uh, so it was, a, it was all about really, um, first off, I mean, the things that go through my mind as we started out was, you know, that like, you know, for instance, the bathrooms were usable, but, you know, at the end of the day, they were 50-year-old bathrooms. You know, right. the building was built in 1934, right? So, um, and it was, you know, heck, it was, you know, the Arcata Rec Center, Recreation Center in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and then it's been a bar for many years. Obviously, we it's all- lived many lives. Many yes. lives, yeah. They had a lot of, I, you could almost see each, each one of the operators that took over in, in over the decades, you oh, know. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm my sure. Like everyone left a little bit of a tattoo. Yes, that was a good way to put it. <laughs> Everyone's yes. got their name carved in the wall. And literally, like, oh. almost literally, yeah. So we um, and we knew, you know, obviously, you know, I went there, you know, back in the day before it went as Cordon Blues before it closed, and I were I remember that big long bar on the north side of the, the space, and I remember the stage, obviously, which those, was in the back corner. That weird step. That weird step. Oh my God, that that, 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 that <laughs> I, I, I brought step my of death. yeah. I, mean, I didn't want to bring my insurance guy through because I'm sure he'd have been like, I, your policies are going up. This is way too. Libelous, you know, with a step right in the middle of this bar. But, uh, but um, yeah, what we realized is that we really just had, we had this vision of, um, and then we kind of got excited about this modern speakeasy. Obviously, we're in a we're in a side of the river in the downtown area that's got a lot of ties back 60, 70, 80 years ago. With you got a lot of that um, in the Arcada and this, the, the, you know, the speakeasy concept. There's a lot there. of right. like really good like music juju in that area exactly yeah. yeah so we started playing off that we always wanted to preserve what the building has been right so if i recall what i thought remember the building it was that you know it's probably 
at the end of a nightcap, you know, as I <laughs> visited a couple of other fine establishments. Usually right. McNally's was before that when it was on the east side. Um, <laughs> but I had my own recollections of it. As I talked to friends and neighbors, they all, re they all remember that building as a music venue and that yeah. big bar. And and then if you talk to folks from years ago, I mean, that used to be a bowling alley. So one of the one of the real right, fun, right. you know, that was four-lane bowling alley on the north uh, south side of the building. And one of the, one of the projects I took on just as a... Uh, an accounting finance guy with a bunch of tools was uh, a, a winter project when we were demoing the building. Those bowling alleys were still there, you know, and yeah. it was, uh, and I looked at them and of course we were going to rip them up because we wanted to get down to the original floors and avoid that step that yes. created this, the, the, you know, step. The step. Right. Um, so I cut two of the lanes out and actually we were doing a renovation addition down in our Lamont brewery at the same time. So I took two of the lanes home. I cut them into slabs. My wife, you know, all winter long, I had these slabs of bowling alley floors from the from the 30s and 40s in our garage. But I made them into I made 14 tables for our uh, Lamont location because we were expanding. So I literally made tables out of this okay. bowling so talk alley. Talk about a hands-on owner. Yeah, like, oh, oh, I'm just bringing these home. It's <laughs> right. fine. It's my arts and crafts project. Here, here honey. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and also yeah. just continuing the history of it. I mean, you know, those were so much part of the building and to have those repurposed into that is just so cool in my eyes. Like, I, yeah. I didn't have quite the motivation to do because we needed about 40 tables for the space. But if you do go in uh, the St. Charles space now up against those garage doors on that upper level, there's four tables in those lounge areas. Those are the four tables. I kept four tables I up know, here. I, I remember okay. seeing those. I literally remember you lugging them in <laughs> that's right. the building that's and I right. saw you lugging them in and I was like, I think that's, I mean, it's very impressive that you are so hands-on, but also that like, you're like, I'm, I'm keeping these here. So like the yeah. spirit of the bowling alley, oh gosh, I keep me in trouble. It's okay. The spirit of the bowling alley is definitely still there. I just kept seeing my, my voice be super loud on here. So I was trying to like go back. Self, Self-moderate. Huh? But yeah, it's, we're all about storytelling and, and keep preserving the history of that building. And there's so much history. So I'm, yeah. I was thrilled to be able to bring those tables back yeah, in there. Yeah, very, yeah. very nice touch. Was there ever a thought to like keep those bowling alleys and like use have a bowling alley in Pollyanna mm. or no, not necessarily because we always <laughs> that it would have been cool if they get back down, but we always had that uh, the production Depends space on was how much beer you have. Yeah. exactly. It's always a good it's always a better idea, Nate. After after a, after a few beers, you're but, like, uh, oh yeah, maybe we could make yeah. this. Work. Yeah, no, we were we always had because we wanted we. Ate, you know, we had a, you know, what was the old stage was really became our production area. We knew we had to right. steal that thousand square foot in the back. And then we also wanted to bring music back to the location because it's been known for, for music for decades. So I had that. We always had that stage in front of there. So looking back, you, we probably could have found a way to do it. But, uh, yeah, no, that was uh, they were they were pretty much in disrepair as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was it was rough, but it was uh, it was cool. I didn't know what I was going to find underneath them when I dug them up, though. I well, really yeah, I really. Know. Yeah, I really. Yeah, I know. Just, just cobwebs. I remember the Michael. We had one outlet. We had no lights and no heat. My sons and I were out there with saws cutting this floor up in in the middle of February last uh, this last year, and like they we were all kind of you know wincing when we when we pried the floor up, not knowing what dead animals we were going to find or oh, whatever. Or dead so, anything? Yeah. No dead yeah. anything, right? Yeah. Or maybe you'd find like a treasure chest. or something. I was thinking all about Geraldo. You know, I remember watching that sh that show years ago. Who knows <laughs> yeah. what you're going to find? Oh, yeah, right? that was how disappointing when they opened Capone's Well, oh yeah. Everyone yeah. Was so disappointed. Right. Um, okay, so we talked about kind of how the space used to be, um, but obviously you created this whole vision and like whole brand of Pollyanna. So tell us a little bit more about the culture that you created with the the new updates and everything like that. Oh, with as a company as a whole. As a company as a whole, and also just like the space. Sure. So so go stripping it all the way back to before we ever opened the company. We did our not to quote my mission statement or our business yeah. plan, but we're really what me and my four partners all were really passionate about in the business was making experimental, consistent, world-class beers, defining our, you know, 
uh, the process. It all starts with the beer. Right. Uh, creating really unique, interesting, engaging uh, experiences in our tap room, tap rooms, um, and then being really good stewards of the community that we reside in, right? And everything was really focused around Lamont back then. I, you know, we thought my retirement plan, I kind of figured was going to be a second and third location. And it, it probably is. It just, you know, accelerated by 15 or 20 years. But, uh, so we really, everything we've ever done, well, we don't take our mission statement out every time we, we make a decision is really around those three principles, right? It's all about the beer. It's all about the experience in Tavram. It's all about being engaged in the community in a genuine and authentic way. Okay. Um, so really that space really took that same, that same presence on. We wanted to make sure we preserve the, uh, the, the historical element of the, of the space, which has been known as a music venue. We wanted, we bring, we have acoustic music in the other locations, mm-hmm. but we don't have the space for anything bigger than that, frankly. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted to make this into some kind of music relevant, uh, location, you yeah. know, with beer as, as the, as the base, but, you know, as, you know, as part of our experience in the tap room, make right. it relevant, bring it back to what it's been relevant for, bring it back. You know, there's a lot of music on the East side. So kind of preserve some of that. I uh, wanted to preserve this, the bar so that, you know, if you look in those pictures, I, I spent some time at the historic society, the historic museum, and you'll get that same footprint in that bar, that 30 foot bar. It's been like that since the forties. Yeah, so it's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And I wanted to put, you know, we put cement tops on it. So I had to kind of reinforce it. We probably would have smashed the, the old bar, but uh, we wanted to preserve exactly that footprint because right. that, again, that's people know that place for the music. They know it for the bar. Everything else was really just modernizing it, making it feel big. It was a big space for us. It's by far our largest location. Yeah. Okay. So we wanted to, uh, we wanted the grandioso of walking in and kind of seeing this this big space obviously we wanted to have the production system front and center behind okay. you know we couldn't do it in open air in this location like we did in the mont uh, we wanted to have it this huge glass wall behind yes. you know have it behind the glass wall and of course have the presence of a band playing with the brewery system in back what a cool what a cool vision we we thought that would be uh we wanted we really wanted to focus on you know we we um the space, all of our locations have really been focusing, I never would have planned this as a venue, as like a booking to do do events, like private events. So yeah. we wanted to create, we've always wanted to have an event space, although I didn't want to start chopping the build, the room up. I wanted this right. big room. And um, so, so as you walk in, you'll kind of see different, like we have that elevated area up yeah. near the front garage doors, mm-hmm. right? So the idea is that while that's not a separate banquet room, we could always do private events up there. And we kind of set up, set it up up there that with its own TV and its own lighting and sound and everything um, where you could do, be doing something down below and do, maybe do a private event up there for ADP, up to 80 people or, or vice versa. I can do something down below or I can do something up on that stage area um, where we, if we have parties of 15 or 20. So uh, it's all about kind of building in spaces that we could segment to private events um, without actually putting walls up to do it. So that was kind of what we, um, and obviously, you know, the the garage doors were an easy one, you know, preserving that, you know, we did blow open that, that uh, window or the wall on the South side that faces Illinois street so that we can pick up that panoramic of the Fox river. So sitting there, I, we always envisioned just having these doors open, having a beer sitting here on a nice summer day. um, uh, How, what a great experience this is, right? That's where we started that really started that plan, but uh, to build it out, build on it and actually capture that South side of the river, um, kind of the panoramic view of that is was why we did that. And then, of course, you know, the one thing we, while we have, you know, uh, outdoor patios at our other locations, I mean, Lamont has a big wraparound patio. We can yeah. fit 150. Wow. Roselle has a big beer garden. That's probably our, our, 
our, uh, what that place is known for, almost a 2,000 square foot beer garden. Um, you know, okay. this allows us to have great, uh, great summer experiences, allows us to be pseudo dog friendly. You know, that's, right. this is a dog friendly community. Yeah. You know, Roselle is as well. People really, you know, I love having a beer with, I can bring, drag my, my dog with me and sit on the patio. So that was kind of the next step for us, uh, was then to work close with the city to see if there was a way that we could do that. Uh, and they were very gracious in allowing us to take over kind of that Southwest corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. of green space and turn that into a 500 square foot patio of course we're, we opened november 1st so yeah uh, not not quite, not it, quite it, and it snowed on you know, halloween yes, right so I not know, quite what we were hoping right? weather but, has uh, been very strange this year it sure yeah. has been yeah but, I, uh, I i really do think that you guys have done an excellent job of con- keeping your brand consistent in all three locations like you walk in and you're having a pollyanna experience yeah. and i noticed that the second i got to walk into when you're fully done with this space because again i was peeking my head in throughout the whole process but um you guys have done a really good job of keeping it consistent and you go in and it is a vibe there is like you know you go in and you're, you're it's cozy um and you still feel like you're like it's very communal almost um like community friendly and like you can see people across the room that you know every time i go in i have a lot of meetings there on friday afternoons which is my favorite place to have meetings now um, <laughs> so <laughs> if somebody asked me for a meeting that's where i'm going to take you um but um so we just i just want to say kudos that you guys did an excellent job of con- keeping that brand consistent keeping it very the pollyanna vibe and so Thank great you. job yeah. for bringing that yeah. to St. Charles. I appreciate yeah, absolutely. Um. Hello everyone and welcome to the Break Between the Podcast. This is Nate Wendt, your guide to all things St. Charles and your very best friend. Coming to you from the podcast room, uh, we have a special Break Between the Podcast today because we have Mayor Rogina here to uh, share a little bit of a holiday message for everyone. So, Mayor A, uh, it's all yours. Hello everyone. The holidays here in St. Charles are a special time of the year for a celebration of friends, family, and community. St. Charles provides you with all the right ingredients to celebrate. Our businesses deeply care about their customers and invest their time into making your holiday experience magical. Our retail is second to none when it comes to helping you find the perfect gift. We have amazing local businesses that listen to what you want and help you find what you need. Our retail covers fashion, health, fitness, Sweets and treats, books, electronics, and give you diversity in choice. Or, if you are looking for a gift card, St. Charles is home to outstanding restaurants covering a wide palette of food and cuisines from a variety of ethnicities. Buy a gift card or bring family and friends to one of these amazing restaurants for an unforgettable experience. If Uncle George is visiting from Minneapolis, he will enjoy a night out. St. Charles also embraces good old-fashioned holiday cheer. Come downtown and see extravagant displays in the business windows or the streets adorned with holiday decorations. Be sure to walk through First Street Plaza or Lincoln Park and gaze at the awe-inspiring lights. Visit Santa as he comes from the North Pole to First Street Plaza on Saturday and Sunday from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. There is so much to see and do in St. Charles. Explore all of the amazing things our town has to offer this holiday season. And I would like to wish 
all of you a wonderful and happy new year. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. But yeah, uh, let's get into talking to about some of the uh, things that you guys brew. So, or do you guys the have most any... important things? Yes. Yeah, I know. it's all about the beer, right? All yes. this other stuff is all about the beer. Yeah. Right? Um, but let's talk about. Uh, do you have any special or holiday themed brews coming up for Christmas or anything? Or so, not particularly. So, there's okay. a couple of key beers that tend to come out this time of year. We don't make like a nut brown ale and stuff like that. But okay. one beer that really, um, I would say yes to would probably we do a pastry stout series it's called fun size it's um if if brian was here he he would tell you you wanted to deconstruct a snickers bar into a beer and he did a pretty nice job (laughs) but around christmas we'll make a uh, a christmas varietal of that so like last year it'll be a special right top secret i can't talk about it yet it's released next week but last year hold on hold on turn the mic off tell them off script last year we made uh sugar cookie fun size so so that and that comes out on tap and of course in in uh in 500 milliliter bottles sold throughout the market too so i would say so we're gonna have that special beer release other than that um we get into a lot of barrel-aged beers this time of year, but nothing yeah. Christmas, holiday-centric right. specifically. But, yeah, definitely in that uh, that stout porter uh, run here. Right that, yeah, yeah, not too much like the Christmas lager or, like... Not not too much. Not not okay. yeah. We love making not we love making lagers. Uh, two of our brewers brewed in Europe, real traditional style brewers, and learned traditionally uh, how to make you know really authentic lagers. Right. And, uh, um, so they love doing that, but nothing in the yeah nothing in the uh, Christmas varietal of that. But, okay. Uh, doesn't stop us from making lagers year round. Yes, that's for sure. And so. doesn't stop people from enjoying them too. So. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Um, and then you guys also have the growlers too. So how much are those, and can you fill them up with any of the uh, brews that you guys offer at Pollyanna? Yep. Yeah. So we've got the sixty-four ounce growlers, you know, which is a nice craft takeaway package. Uh, okay. Anything off the tap, usually. And when I say that, usually anything below ten percent ABV. So you start getting above. You know, we have a couple of the barrel aged beers and that, and some of the, you know, those. You know, it's it, you know they have a higher ABV than than wine does, for instance, right? right. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen percent. So putting those in a half gallon jug isn't really good for anybody. So right. no one's gonna have a good time. <laughs> right, right. This is not gonna be right. Like, after you the first like couple two seconds. glasses of that and you're like two ounces of that. <laughs> right, right. That you have to by the way drink in seventy two hours yeah. or else it's gonna go flat. It's like so you, you buy this and you must stay home. <laughs> yes, yes, that's for a long weekend, right? And then a recovery snowed in. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah, a recovery a giant week. blizzard, you know, you gotta get one of the growlers of those that's guys. Okay. That's we'll right. change the law just if there's a snow blizzard coming. Yeah, that's right. No. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we'll do we'll do growlers with for pretty much everything on tap. We have 24 beers on tap. I should say we have 23 beers on tap plus a cider. We can't make cider, so we bring a, a guest cider in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and those things, right? You know, those fills run for anywhere from like fifteen dollars to twenty five dollars. Okay. Uh, we also have. Um, you know, everything's about, you know, things we name. You know, so, of course, we have the crawlers as well, which are the 32-ounce cans. That's a, actually a crawler machine is, you know, in the other locations. This is the first location we brought a crawler machine in. But it's that's actually a 32-ounce can that we fill right off the tap. They're, nice they're thing about cool. those. The machines are actually cool. Yeah, they're neat. Yeah, <laughs> literally, you're watching this can right in yeah. front of your eyes. And the nice thing about that is it's, it's, it's uh, sealed under carbon, you know, CO2. So those keep a little bit longer than a growler that might... Um, yeah. You know, might 
you know, probably has about a week lasting power to it versus a crawler, which doesn't matter has. how hard okay. you squeeze it. No, I know. Yeah, right. You goes, just yeah. can't get it. It's a commitment. It. it is a commitment. You <laughs> buy that growler and you've, you're committed. You're committed. <laughs> yeah. You you are going to crush that thing one way or another. Yeah. Over a weekend, <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Um, and then I also want to talk about your flagship beers, the Full Amante, the Lexical Gap, and the Eleanor. Why why are these the flagship? Like, what was the what's kind of the reasoning? Sure. There? Yeah. So we we wanted we opened the brewery with um, that profile of um, something that Brian, our brewers, would call crushable, which is a nice okay. easy golden ale like Full Amante. Right. Wait, so crushable meaning like easy to drink? Light, yeah, light ABV, okay. kind of lawnmower like beer. It. You kind of hear about that, right? Yeah, lawnmower exactly. beer. Yeah, exactly. Lawnmower, lawnmower beer, like a 4%. Beer. Easy drinking. Easy okay, drinking. I like, I'm, so. using, I'm stealing crushable. Yeah, that's mine. crushable. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So that's uh, you know, that's a gold nail, uh, something that, um, you know, Full of Monty uh, was, uh, you know, the first beer we ever named off of the town of Lamont. So it was kind of, a, you know, not much of a story behind that name as far right, as that that's goes. Right, that's what I figured. Yeah, that, was, that one's an easy one. Although everyone always calls it lemon tea and thinks they're lemon in it. But that, you know, so. Oh, uh, lemon yeah, tea. Lemon tea. But, uh, I thought it was like the full of Monty. The full you, Monty, which is like a movie from yeah, like That's the, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lexo Gap, you know, we opened 14. It's a straight West Coast IPA. So everybody, while we're not IPA forward or centric, uh, we're really not any style centric, frankly. But uh, uh, that's been our go-to since day one. Uh, actually, I, I shouldn't say day one. We opened in September of 14. We released that on New Year's Eve of 14. So. Um, and that one's been a mainstay. Number one seller, typically year over year, is, is uh, Lexical Gap. Okay. People still like a good West Coast IPA, I guess. Yep. And, you know, a porter, you know, there's not a lot of year-round porters. So what we said, you know, we, we um, there's one Revolution makes. But uh, outside of that, Brian Brian would tell you, our head brewer, my partner, that that's, his, that's the beer that he perfected in his home when he's before he ever opened a brewery, but in his homebrew world. It's his favorite beer, that robust porter. Okay. It's still one that's a great. You let it sit, warm up a little, kind of like a red wine, right? You let yeah. it warm right, up right, a little right. bit and it sure. releases Get all these Get the air in there. And yeah. yeah. It releases all these dark beer drinker. Yeah. I'm a huge style a fan, stout. so uh, I haven't stopped by Pollyanna yet, but it's in the cards and I'm like, I'm going to go oh, try I've been in like five times. I don't know how you haven't been there. <laughs> I think Jenna might be there more than me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always <laughs> no. see you. I'm like, oh, yeah. I ran into Laura the other day, too. So yeah, we'll, so we're know, here quite uh, a bit. The st- staff tends to... We, we spend some time there. Yeah. But yeah, so those are our cores from the day one. I mean, we've rotated. We had a couple other flagships we've worked through based on just style, um, you know, current styles and, and that. Um, and obviously, we've made over 100 plus styles um, and different varietals of, of that. So, you know, the great thing about having three brewers, we'll be hiring our fourth this spring, um, oh, is wow. that these guys have really, I mean, two of them brewed in Europe. The two of them are Siebel Master Brewers. Yeah. Uh, Vince had a really extensive homebrew background. So these guys are real artisans, you know. Um, yeah, they bring experience passion. from all over, like, and all the crafting materials, not from the, just the U.S., but overseas and stuff. So it's very valuable. They do. You know, and you look at some of the success we've had from, like, a beer competition. We all love beer competitions. But, uh, you know, the few the few awards that we've won um, on a national level and one just coming off the Great American Beer Fest this October, our first gold medal at the Great American Beer Fest, was at America. it was in the American Lager category. So literally okay. the category that, you know, macro beer yeah. invented, right? Light beer invented. We it's made really we made a beer called Light Reading, and, uh, and it's a light lager, American style lager. So, and we we uh, we took a bronze medal home three years ago for our Oktoberfest lager. So, the two national awards we've gotten have been been in lager categories, not in ale categories. So, I have a question about a beer competition. I'm envisioning something 
really intense, almost like dodgeball esque. <laughs> am I missing? Well, you think they're throwing beer cans? Each I don't other? know. Or like, um, like, a be- or what's the uh, the movie when they had drink beer and they go oh, to um, uh, beer uh, fest? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just imagining. Is it pretty intense? Is it like like your or like a dog show? I feel like <laughs> so, that'd probably be ch- similar to like a chili cook off. Y- yes. See? Yeah. Chili cook-off with what's grown to be, even our five years, you know, there was, th- you know, over 3,000 breweries there. That, so the Great American Beer Fest in Denver is the biggest beer competition yeah. in the right. world now. And yet this year there was almost 3,000 breweries. There was almost 10,000 beers submitted. Um, so, yeah, there is the messy side. We'll call it the messy side of that uh, four-day adventure, which is kind of the trade show, beer show, you know, kind of open messy. up a coliseum and be- everyone's drinking each other's right. beer. And then it's going into the going into the auditorium and it's really yeah full stage and this has become even in our five years of presenting you know we were you know the business clearly has grown you know we were brewery like three thousand in the united states there's over over seven thousand now just in five years okay uh, so this has grown even in the five years we've been uh we've been in 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 business so we weren't weren't late but we weren't early so uh but yeah it's it's become pretty uh, uh a pretty tough competition for sure but uh okay. yeah like just i just feel like the, i can feel like the nerves like like the judge, oh god! Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I stayed home the last. I was getting uh, secondhand anxiety. Right I now. am. I, I watched it. I just did the live feed. I watched it from home, and I was so <laughs> I was so anxious. And you know, then to hit it, we submitted ten beers and to hit it on light reading. Who would have thought? It was the third time we ever made that beer, and we won a gold medal on it. So wow. it's kind of interesting. I I kind of dismissed that category, thinking, okay, there's no way we've got a shot we'll at this enter, category. But maybe, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah, and to um, continue on the talk of brews, so. Um, if I'm new to Pollyanna, if I haven't tried any of the brews before and want to get a flight of uh, beer to understand Pollyanna's flavor profiles, what selection would you recommend I get to get a taste of like Pollyanna brewing? Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's probably an easy one. Um, we'd walk you. We'd start with the crushable, right? So we'd yes. get you uh, probably the light reading or maybe the full Amania Golden Ale. Walk into something that's uh, got some hop profile. I always say it with a with a flight. You're only committing four ounces, so right. whether you like it or not, right? You, you four, four ounces of anything should be okay. But uh, probably <laughs> walk through something on the hoppy side. You know, we've got three or four. We've got two pale ales, two IPAs out right now, so we probably walk there. Probably go down the. Definitely get you into a stout or a porter. Um, right. This time of year, probably fun size, but otherwise year round, definitely Eleanor. Um, th- I would probably throw, since you're experimenting on, on flavors, I'd probably throw a Berliner Weiss in there, which is a good German, w- you know, uh, wheat beer. A little bit on the tart side and sour, so it's something... A little funky. F- okay. A little funky, but different, yeah. uh, and, and, and palatable on the light side. Yeah. And then we always have, we have a pretty robust barrel age program. So we always, right now we're heavy on the barrel age. So right now you have a lot of choices in barrel age. Right. But I definitely walk into the, that finishing beer would be something barrel aged. Right now it would probably be our Belgian, uh, we actually, there's a barrel age festival. Again, we compete, we all compete against each other. <laughs> right. Last month that we won a gold medal on a, uh, it's a Belgian triple aged in apple brandy barrels Ooh. that we got from Wisconsin. Oh. So I would probably, Fancy. it's called a, yeah, Renda Volume 2. So I'd probably walk you there to finish. And it's got some funkiness to it, some sweetness, but it's got uh, a lot of flavor to it. So that's probably where I'd finish you up. All right. When I stop by, I'm going to do that I, flight. Ready to go. We'll call it the Nate. <laughs> well, We're going to name this the Nate. more than five, so I think you have to get a couple of flights. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> we'll call I'll it. sacrifice for the team. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So to end up, uh, to wrap up the questions on the brews, uh, it's a silly question, um, but I think it's a, a good one. So if you were 
a beer, what uh, what beer would you be like? Would you be a stout? Would you be a porter? Would you be a light beer? Um, and why? Oh my. Okay. <laughs> okay. Aye, aye. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I am a pretty. If, if you're talking me, if it, one that fits my personality, I'm a pretty simple person laid back. I would probably say a nice, easy drink of Nager. I think... Uh, a nice crushable? I, yeah, nice crushable. Not too much drama, <laughs> not too much flavor in my life. Just kind of, you know, accounting finance guy. You know, if you ask my partners, they'd probably definitely spice it up a little bit more okay. than me. But uh, that probably that probably defines me the best is a nice, easy, crushable uh, golden ale or lager. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. I like that answer. That's so. perfect. Perfect. Okay, so we heard you guys have kind of laid the floor plan for the St. Charles location. What are some um, some things we can look forward to here? Yeah, so we are literally today and then this weekend and oh, next wow. week starting to build on those experiences, <laughs> right? So the right. experiences in the tap room are up and going. We've been open 45 days. We've got the this, this staff, 15 staff, all brand new to Pollyanna. Um, all trained. They're killing it. They're doing well. Now it's about introducing the experiences. So we have... Um, Obviously, we'll continue to build on the music profile, uh, building on open mic night, uh, probably on an acoustic night. Um, work meeting this afternoon with um, some of the local yoga uh, studios because yeah. we want to be yeah we want to bring something in. And this is just uh, around the idea of beer uh, of experiences a beer yoga concept. We do it in Roselle. We do it in Lamont. It's yeah. a Saturday or Sunday morning event. It's an hour. We bring in a certified instructor. They kind of. You know, we, we, we sell tickets or they sell tickets or they come in for an admission. They There's a beer or two that go along with it. They enjoy it before or after and right. they just have a good time and experience around the beer. So that'll start. Um, yeah. I really look forward to doing that with the garage doors open in the summer, you know, 930 in the morning. Yeah, Saturdays, that fresh air coming in. I know. Oh. How fun will that be? So we've yes. got a couple of interests there. Um, also, we'll be bringing trivia. We've done trivia at the other locations since the day we opened the business. Uh, we've already engaged a trivia group, uh, Bag of Tricks, to, to work with us. It's going to be Tuesday nights, the first quarter of next year, and then we might flip that to Wednesday nights. So okay. doing some collaborations with the St. Charles Library. Um, they're going to be do some, doing some cross-promoting at some of the trivia nights. So, yeah, um, that'd be awesome. kind of cool. Yeah, kind of yeah. engage. I'm talking to some of the other community, some of the city Our library's groups, so. awesome. Yes. Oh, they were, yeah, they were excited. We were excited. So how cool is that to bring yeah. in? an element to that so uh, outside of that boy we um you know we do festivals at the other locations um roselle Summer beer fest we do our big october fest these have grown to become literally thousands of people coming to these part these festivals that used to be in our parking lot and now they're you know they've taken over metro lots and downtown streets <laughs> not right, sure right. if we'll have uh have that capability here in st charles but definitely expect some kind of summertime event that we're focused featuring uh, something exciting. Uh, great thing in this town is there's multiple breweries. So I, I think you could probably see I'm working with, we're working with the chamber right now. I'm possibly working on uh, something in aggregate with all the breweries that are going to be in town that, uh, you know, it's a great community to experience a lot of great beer. And these yeah, guys, right. I know we're working on a brewery tour ourselves. I'll find that. <laughs> so right. we're really excited. So. We're, we'll, we'll get more information about that soon. So yeah. be sure to watch stay, out for it. Everyone. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And it's still collaborative. You know, the, the industry is still collaborative it was fun to see that the, the guy, you know, the guys at D&G and Riverlands and even Alter, who's not here yet, but coming at our opening, we'll be at their opening, um, the Penrose guys too in Geneva. So right. it's still very collaborative and, uh, we've been friends with these guys, uh, for a long time. So right. it's, uh, I think, yeah. Plenty, plenty of uh, good beer to go around in this town, for right. sure. So. Exactly. I mean, you got Riverlands in there, too, and D&G, so it's going to be just a huge community that's going to be – and 
we're excited to see how that shapes and comes out. So. Yeah, I always say we we see that at the other locations. There's breweries around us and breweries that have opened since we've been there. And uh, you know, we, the the industry or the experience of craft beer is still kind of like you know where you're vo- you know you're doing tours and you're experimenting and you're not really. Right. I don't want to say you're not competing over a customer. You're kind of all sharing the customer because the experience is kind of like, let's go to D&G and have, a, have their coals. You know, let's go to Riverlands and I have an IPA. And let's kind of just have an afternoon out right. and a beer, a beer and move on. And that's kind of that experience. I mean, that's what we've observed, at least. And uh, I think this town, um, and again, Alter is going to be a great compliment to that as well, um, is uh, it'll be really, really exciting to yeah, that's not one would say that's threatening to a no. brewery and, and it really is and i knew we knew that environment existed yeah. in this community town. and, we, and uh, it's a, it's community not competition is what i always say right. and so we really lean in hard into that and i know that my husband and i were big beer nerds and we will co- go travel to a town or a community and we'll hit up several breweries um to go and we'll nerd out like talking about how it was brewed and the flavor profiles and you know and the more we can talk to like either the person behind the bar or the brewer themselves, that's, that's amazing if we get lucky to do that. But um, it's a different culture that, you know, people that it's bringing to town. And I think it's just going to bring more and more people to see what we have in St. Charles. And I just think that everyone's there's room for everyone to thrive. Yeah. I mean, it's like you got all these different flavors in there. So it's like, you know, you have like you said, you know, you can go to the different breweries and try out different things. So I think and everyone's that's... really doing very different things. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's interesting to see. The, the different, um, you know, specialties everyone has. Right, yeah, four breweries, you kind of put us all in the same category, and yet it's a totally different feel and experience totally at all, different. Yes. right? And, yeah. Uh, so can we, uh, there's some distilling plans, is that correct as well? There are, yes. Are so those top is, secret too? Should we turn off the camera? No, no, we, we finally <laughs> disclosed this. So, you know, one of this started as a, uh, you know, one of the challenges you have as a brewery expanding into multiple brewing locations. And we, you know, it's important for us when we open a location to also make sure we have some production going on there. The authenticity to the, this process and to the community of beer, you know, we could get a license and just have a tap room. I mean, we don't have to produce necessarily, but right. one of the challenges is always, so trying to make uh, a multiple, you know, moving your production crew all over the area to try to produce. But it's also trying to make similar beers at, at different systems. You know, you, you can buy the, we buy the grain and the, the hops from the same vendors, but what you don't have is a water source. And Lamont has a very deep, uh, iron-rich uh, well that we draw from. Roselle has Lake Michigan water, and we have a, we have a different water profile out here. So, so the challenge we were going to have early on is, oh, my gosh, do we need another beer production system? And then how the heck do we, you know, now make what, – what are we going to specialize here so that's different than other places? And, uh, you know, the, the distilling process is, uh, starts out very similar as a brewing process. Artisanally, it's very similar. And it's something that the, the brewers are excited to do. So we uh, kicked it around um, during the formation of this this. Uh, location and uh, it's something we're gonna we're gonna entertain. It won't be you know we open the uh, in the beer business with a big distribution model, a wholesale model. This will be a hundred gallon still. We'll be making um, you know gin and vodka and rum, okay. um, bourbon and whiskey. Wow. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah. That's gonna be yeah, do, cool. Yeah, do some stuff in there. Yeah. And then, we yeah. love that because it'll be cool. So cool to be like it's you know like it's it's homegrown. It's very authentically St. Charles, and we're just thrilled. Right. So that'll be much of the storytelling here in St. Charles. Unfortunately, we're probably, you know, the, the equipment is a half a year out. You know, the lead times are real. It's a really 
You'll know, blink and it'll be here. That's yes. what we kind of figure. It allows us to dial in the, you know, <laughs> the location before we really bring in spirits. And then, you know, with that, we'll have craft cocktails and we'll have flights of, of spirits. So it'll be a lot of fun to So you'll bring uh, in everybody. Into. Like, that's really smart because you're going to bring in, like, like, whole market it's covered. A, the whole market you're covering now. Because, I mean, like, I'm a beer drinker, but, like, I have several friends who are like, oh, I'm not a big beer drinker, so I don't know if I need to, you know, check it out. But then they can come along, too, and then, you know, and, and so and it's... have, a, like, an old-fashioned or something yes. like that. Yeah. It'll be fun. Right, yeah. so it'll be different. Uh, I, you know, we're probably not ready today Something for it, but it'll be really conquer. exciting. <laughs> yes, absolutely. we're ready. We're ready. That's awesome. So, and so then, um, for so food wise, um, you guys are BYOF. BYOF, yeah. Bring your own food. We made that. You know, the, I think the craft beer community made that terminology up. Did but, you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So really, I mean, without boring you with leg, uh, regulatory restrictions, when we opened the business, we couldn't have food. Not yeah. that we, frankly, even had an interest. We none of the, me and my partners didn't come from the restaurant business. Right. Um, so it's something with you know again in the model we talked about before. We're not you know we weren't focusing on the taproom experience. You know, it didn't include food. We weren't gonna. We figured we could make great beer. I don't know that you would want to eat the food we'd make, frankly, and it didn't work in the modeling. But we've had the opportunity now the legislative you know, regulations have changed um, but again we're drawing we've created a boutique model it's kind of experience-based um, yeah it's it's uh, and we're in communities that have great food offerings right so when I look at Lamont and Roselle and there's 20 pizza deliveries on a Saturday night into the I mean literally I've sat there for an hour last week and I saw five deliveries in one hour did you get a the, slice of each or not? I, well I probably have had one of everything <laughs> at these places but uh but that's, you know, we have so many great restaurants in town here, right? So, yes, we're um, very lucky. Exactly. There's so many great areas. So so why not um, work closely with, with our partners, our, our our business owner partners in town uh, to make to make great food, uh, to bring it in? And, and, I you know, and the more and more I talk to, you know, pizza and Chinese and Mexican come to mind. But then you talk to, you know, Kim at La Mesa the other day, and she's interested. Tacos. You know, and you could eat right. some really cool stuff. And, and um, for us, it, it helps us be good stewards of the community with our with our fellow business owners right. and uh frankly again in a, in a comical way i don't know if anyone you know would want to eat anything we have to make so and clearly <laughs> and clearly this this is uh, our location here is unique in that it's the only first location we have where we have a restaurant obviously next door to us so yes. right um and that that'll create its own kind of synergies there but that doesn't limit anybody uh, yeah. in any way yeah. to uh but it is great that you guys have them next door and I'm sure there's some play on like you can if you can walk up and you're smelling French fries maybe you'll get some beer and then you're like oh yes. I need it, some I need it's a way too easy right? yeah it's so. like too twin easy. twin businesses that yeah. are like and they're both yeah, complimentary yeah very yeah. complimentary I think so and that was by happenstance again I mean we we've got to know those guys early on in the process. Um, just actually, we would meet at Riverlands, as a matter of fact, to, to meet Steve <laughs> and Jared and the group. And uh, made it real hard. Had to go have a I, I know. Come on, guys. Yeah. You got to go have another meeting. <laughs> Honey, I got to have another meeting with the, the flagship guys. Yeah. But uh, but just understand what they were doing, and, and it's been uh, you know. They're neighbors of ours. They've, they're just uh, they're 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 good guys, and good. I think they're, yeah. they're running a heck of a business. Just like you know, like I said, many of the other business owners I've met yeah. in town. It's so. exciting the amount of like uh, new business and um, older businesses that are sort of melding together and really all thriving together. And like you know, people like Zaza has been around for like twenty two years plus. You know, are are also like excited about all the new guys coming to town. So it's 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 exciting for us too. So yeah, yeah. Nate, are you ready for your yes. biggest? So your big you've question? made it through our gauntlet of questions. The, the we gauntlet. just have two more for you. They're nice and simple. So we'll start off first one. How can people find out more about Pollyanna? Uh, www.pollyannabrewing.com. Uh, okay. We have a nice uh, social media presence. Obviously, Facebook. Um, more than anything, we have a St. Charles Facebook page. We'll talk about the happenings at St. Charles. So, 
Um, so that's probably the, the best place to find us. Absolutely. And then Facebook, uh, social media wise, uh, that as well. Yep, absolutely. Inst- yep. Inst- Instagram. Instagram yep. Okay. Perfect. Yep. On the gram. Strong. Yep, on the gram, on Facebook. All right. And then last question. This one's the hardest one of the whole. You said series. it was easy. Now you're. What's that? Which one is it, Nate? <laughs> I know. I that it was it was a, it was a okay, joke. Okay, go give him give him <laughs> hit him um, with it. Got to be sweating here. So right? if you were King of Saint Charles for a day, what would be your first proclamation and why? be whatever ah, you want yes okay so i would say i have an answer for this so i would say i would proclaim that those in town would 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 have to spend time at st charles history museum because Ooh. i mean really and i say this as a as kind of an embarrassed resident i lived here 11 years and it was really this adventure that got me I've always been interested in this beautiful downtown, and we're 185 years old this year. And yet I've seen these wonderful buildings. I've gotten married at this wonderful hotel. I don't know anything about the town. And, yeah. and it's been this adventure that pushed me into go see Allison and Tim and the, and yeah. the folks at this the historic museum. Yes. And when you learn about the great history of the city, um, I, I've just I've fallen more in love with it. So I'd almost force, because I you know had to almost force myself. Uh, to go down there and, and check it out. So well, be, I think be the memorable. History Museum team would be very yes. happy to hear that, so that your proclamation is that everyone has to learn history and head over to there. And, and people should. It is a really cool location. Um, and like I said, Allison yeah. and her and team And they do know a great so much, job. yeah. Yes, they can tell very, you everything you ever want yes, to know. Yes, they can. I've, yes. learned, I've learned so well. We've created a mini museum as you walk in the brewery with yes, some of the yes. history of Prohibition and, and, and uh Oh, sorry. Keep going. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I was about to say uh, that if they want to learn more, we also have our historic walking tour. So grab a beer mm-hmm. at Pollyanna and go through a walk through downtown, get to learn more about the buildings from the signs. That's right. We did a collaboration with History Museum yeah. about a year and a half ago, and it's a, a historic walking tour up and down um, 64. So. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot about. of history. Yeah. So we've done a couple, like, uh, ghost um, haunted stuff, learning, yes. and we've learned a lot from this museum <laughs> about like factual stuff and not so factual yeah, stuff that cool. kind of floats around town. Yeah. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's all we have for you, Ryan. Thank you again for coming in today. You were awesome. Thank you, guys. So uh, we will catch you all next time on What's Up Downtown. Woo! Do, do, do.